Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you live today from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. We're starting about seven minutes late. Uh, the Key of David uh, started a little later and obviously went a little later too. And I wasn't about to preempt the founder of KPCG's show from finishing. So we just thought we would wait until that one wrapped up. But we're definitely excited to still be able to do the show today. There certainly has been a lot going on in the world, uh, particularly uh, this last week. And then even over the weekend, we have we have witnessed some of the most, uh, I think, comical fantasy ideas becoming, in some people's minds, reality. We have had a president-elect declared in the United States despite <laughs> despite all of the litigation that's about to take place in a lot of the battleground states, the media just decided to go ahead and call the election themselves, which is certainly not their role. You've probably noticed on the Trumpet Daily Radio show <laughs> how there's quite a lot of uh, c- quality comedy from Mr. Stephen Flurry, just the way that he analyzes it and and brings to light a lot of the inconsistencies and hypocrisy but I just noticed that the show today is 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 talking about a new president being coronated by the media (laughs) and during that he was also talking about the media anointing him as the savior (laughs) so just uh quite humorous and, and enjoyable to listen to that but I I was thinking about how the radical left has has really shown themselves to absolutely want to be living in an alternate reality. They're almost like uh, a little child playing with action figures and just making up their their own little story. Sometimes my three-year-old daughter will come up to me and tell me she's a fish or a frog or a turtle, and I might play along with that for a few minutes. But obviously, just because she said it doesn't make it true. It's funny when she does that. That's why I'm laughing at some of the events that are going on. But we cannot let reality be determined by people who literally are living in fantasy land. I mean, they've been doing that for years now with the Russia collusion hoax and on and on. There are people who believe that Mr. Trump is practically a slave of Vladimir Putin even though if you step back and you look at the facts, Mr. Trump is really tough on Russia. Even Eastern Europe is thankful that Mr. Trump is in office because he does provide protection for them from Russia. And Mr. Trump has put a lot of hard sanctions on Russia. But in the fantasy novels written by the left in the last few years, Mr. Trump somehow is Russia's best friend. 
Well, despite all the humor in this, to a lot of people, there is a lot of discouragement. A lot of people are discouraged by what is going on. Of course, if we know what the Bible says about it, if we know what God is doing behind all of it, maybe we can have a bit more peace of mind. Maybe we can see the lighter side of things. But imagine if you had no idea what the Bible said about this presidential election or how crippling national division would be solved. Wouldn't you be discouraged? Wouldn't you be scared? It's pretty obvious right now that people on both sides of the political aisle in America are upset. People on the radical left thought that if they could just get their despised president out of office, all of their problems would go away. And yet most of what you're hearing is that the Democrat Party is upset that Mr. Trump got as many votes as he did and that so many more people after what Mr. Trump did the first four years wanted to vote for him anyway. And then they still wanted to vote for him despite their nonstop smear campaign against him. And then, of course, people on the right at this time are really upset that it appears there's going to be another president, the one they didn't vote for. And there also appears to be quite a lot of fraud involved in the election. So everyone is upset. People are absolutely emotionally invested in this election. I was also thinking about that over the weekend. How if we do know what God says about politics or what he says about our loyalty to our nations, then we shouldn't be so emotionally invested in all of this. People in God's one true church should really be above that political fray. Not be totally wrapped up in which presidential candidate prevails. Now, of course, it's important to speak the truth. It's important to call out lies when we see them or hear them. It's important to get to the bottom of these important issues that really do have a lot of prophetic significance. But should our passion lie with a certain president or a certain candidate? Should we really stake all of our hopes and dreams on human leadership? In the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course Lesson 3, Editor-in-Chief Gerald Flurry wrote, God doesn't want us to be discouraged or we wouldn't be motivated to do his work. So you see, people right now are extremely discouraged because of the bitter division, the hatred in America. People are upset about that and depressed about that, or maybe just depressed that they're not getting their own way. And God is saying we have to have his perspective we have to remain positive. We can't allow discouragement to creep in or else 
we won't be motivated to do his work. Happiness and God's work are directly connected. Mr. Flurry describes a number of disturbing prophecies in this message from the editor. And you can go ahead and sign up for free to this Bible correspondence course at bcc.hwacollege.org. An incredible course that will help you build the right biblical foundation in your own life. H or bcc.hwacollege.org. And again, this is from lesson three. Mr. Flurry describes these prophecies that are terrifying, that maybe could be discouraging. And he says, in the midst of all that, we have to finish God's work. No matter the chaos that is going on around us, no matter how upsetting some of these world events could be. And that is a big reason why God explains these events to us. He helps us know what's going to happen before it happens so that we don't get discouraged, so that we don't allow discouragement to diminish our support for God's work. In particular, Mr. Flurry, in this letter to the editor, focused on a prophecy in Luke 21. Christ is speaking here, talking about the end time, and he actually discusses the abomination of desolation. You could try to find a more <laughs> intimidating title than that, but it would probably be difficult. The abomination of desolation. And you can prove in these gospel accounts in the Bible that that's talking about Jerusalem being surrounded by armies. It's a physical sign that Jesus Christ is about to return. These are foreign armies, armies from Europe coming in, pretending to be peacemakers between the Arabs and the Jews. These armies are led primarily by Germany. They pretend like they're going to make peace and actually, it's going to be a stunning double cross, a betrayal. And at this time, when we see Jerusalem encompassed with armies, we have to run. That's the sign where you drop everything and you run. Because it's about to get really bad. Here in Luke 21, verse 24... Uh, some more bad news and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of Gentiles of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Then it talks about verse 25, you know, the sun being darkened middle of the day. It might be pitch black. It's talking about just Really, the earth literally shaking from what is happening, from these prophetic events being fulfilled. Verse 26 says, Men's hearts failing them for fear 
and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. See people's hearts stopping. People literally being scared to death. Now, again, all of this could seem incredibly discouraging on its face. Yet, God is telling us we should be the opposite, even as all of this is happening. And here's why. Luke 21, verses 27 and 28. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. So this is telling us, don't look from side to side. Don't be focused on the physical plane, on the events going on around you, as much as you are looking up. You should look up when these bad things are happening. Not side to side, look up. That's where our hope is. It's not in human leaders around us, leaders we can see. It's actually a hope in the above. Mr. Flurry writes here, this passage is so critical. If we're not careful, when these difficulties break out in the world, we will be prone to get depressed. We have a propensity to hang our heads and get caught up in the calamity, which is getting worse all the time. God knows our human nature, and he is warning us not to do that. Don't let this get you down, he is telling us. Lift up your head, because your redemption draws near. Jesus Christ is about to return. Don't lose your hope or your positive attitude. You're getting awfully close to the end. That's the battle we have. We must not look only at the bad news. Isn't that interesting how fighting off this discouragement is connected to God's work? Mr. Flurry makes this connection here in his message from the editor in Lesson 3 of the Bible Correspondence Course. We have to look up. That's what it's all about. Finally, Mr. Flurry writes, but it's all leading to good news, so don't let it get you down. Lift up your head. Because if we don't lift up our heads, we're not going to fulfill the commission God has given us to do. We'll be too discouraged. We must be a positive people if we are going to understand what's happening on this earth and still have God's urgency to finish his work. It's connected to doing the work. Being happy instead of discouraged makes an incredible positive impact on God's work. So here's just one quick way to be happier in your everyday life. And this is also from Mr. Flurry. April 22nd, 2019. This article is titled Experience True Happiness, Avoid Self-Deception. You can find this at pcg.church. 
He he writes here, self-deceit destroys your happiness and deprives you of blessings. Again, that gets back to what I was talking about at the beginning. There are massive gatherings of people in the streets of American cities dancing for joy. I would say not because Joe Biden was wrongfully declared president-elect prematurely, but because they hate President Trump so much. They're so out of control with their hatred for one man that they are dancing in the streets. They're ruled by their hatred. And that hatred made it so easy for them to be deceived. And he says there, just self-deceit destroys your happiness and deprives you of blessings. It's pretty easy to see that people on the radical left are the most miserable people. They are living in a massive web of self-deception, which is why they are the most unhappy. Mr. Flurry writes, here's how to counter self-deceit. And let's see if <laughs> let's see if this would ever apply to someone on the radical left. It says, "Be you doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves." That's James one verse twenty two. Are those people trying to be doers of the word? Do those people even believe in God? Do they care what He says? Mr. Flurry writes, you deceive yourself by hearing and not doing. Or if you just don't even hear in the first place. Mr. Flurry writes, and you break free of that deceit by doing God's word. I saw someone the other day joke that no matter who gets elected president, all of your problems will still be your own fault. And that's a good way to look at it. Maybe we should not be so obsessed with who our national leader is going to be. Maybe we should start taking some personal responsibility, taking some ownership over our own individual lives, attacking our own problems instead of blaming our problems on somebody else and feeling like hopeless victims. Mr. Flurry writes here, God created us to be continuously filled with hope, joy, and vision. How much of those qualities do you see in the world today? A big reason for the prevalence of unhappiness is self-deception. It's miserable to go through life eagerly swallowing up lies. And yes, sometimes the truth can hurt a little bit, at least at first. But it does open the way to happiness. That's what God tells us. That's how we can break free of discouragement, even during these chaotic trying times. Later on here, this again, this is an article from PCG.Church titled Experience True Happiness, Avoid Self-deception. It's quoted. uh, 
Mr. Flurry quotes Luke 6, verses 47 through 48, which state, Whosoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man who built a house and dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. That's the kind of life we all want. Our lives can be stable, secure. We can be sure of what our future holds. We can be grounded upon the right, strong foundation of God's word. Building our lives upon the rock, capital R, meaning Jesus Christ. Mr. Flurry writes, hearing and then doing the word of God gives you great spiritual strength. Violent storms, difficulties, and trials can arise, yet they will not shake you. No problem can cause you to leave Jesus Christ. See, we have a certain amount of power over our own destiny. We can choose to submit to God and obey him, follow through on what his word tells us, rather than just hearing it, thinking it sounds nice, and doing nothing with it. Mr. Flurry writes, Nothing can stop us from obeying God. That's up to each of us. And the more we obey, the more fulfilled we'll be, the happier we will be, the better we'll be able to combat discouragement in our lives. And again, fighting off that discouragement has everything to do with more passionately doing God's work. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 1130 a.m. Central Time.